What is up, y'all? Welcome to episode 27 of Candid Talk with Chanel. I cannot believe we're almost at 30. Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, I just want to give a special shout out to all of you who continue to listen um, and rock out with your girl, especially during this quarantine time that we've been on for over two months. Um, I can't believe it's May. The weather is gorgeous outside, even though I'm in the house. I was going to try to take a walk, but if I'm being honest, I'm still weary with being out and about and breathing in all the air. It's just my own um, germaphobe issues. <laughs> um, but it's funny. I was just on YouTube watching a YouTuber who I'm not sure if I want to continue to be subscribed to his channel or not, but... um experience that where you're not sure if you want to follow someone on social media or be subscribed to their YouTube channel it's like you know I don't know I don't know so I'm, I'm still deciding I think my issue with this particular youtuber is he does lots of reviews of different reality shows and scripted shows which you know I appreciate especially during all this downtime where there's not much to do sometimes I like to be on or a lot of times I like to be on YouTube more than I'm on like Instagram and Facebook because at least with YouTube I can have I can get my education on with all of the psychological videos I watch from clinicians or I could get my ratchet on and watch reviews of all these real housewife franchise shows I watch um, and then I can get my in-between on, you know. So I feel like YouTube gives me more options, so to speak. And I've been really cleaning out um, what's popping up on my news feeds, who I am following on social media, whose YouTube channels I'm subscribed to, because I just, I just can't with the foolery or with the junk or with things and messages and um, just stuff that's not going to benefit me in the long run <laughs> it's not going to make me any wiser it's not going to make me any uh uh i don't know it's not doing anything for my soul and you know um i've even kind of scaled down the amount of reality tv shows i do watch i probably used to watch everything under the sun years ago i'm to the point now where it's just a couple of franchises that i watch um and even then sometimes when i'm over it i just disengage you know um but so i'm still deciding if i want to follow this particular youtuber um but you know i like that he he does give his authentic opinion uh, or reviews about you know especially the reality shows that i watch and um Sometimes I feel, you know, he is part of the LGBTQ community. Sometimes I feel how he refers or speaks to women could be really like, damn, why they all got to be bitches and hoes and all of these kinds of derogatory terms, you know? And um, I guess a controversial question I can ask is if you're of the LGBTQ community, let's say you're a gay male you don't identify as being a woman. So you're not a transgender woman. You're a gay male. You identify as being male. Do, do you still get the pass to call women out of their names? You know what I'm saying? Or to speak with such derogatory terms. Like, when did we ever make that okay? And why is that okay? That's a, that may be a great topic for another episode. Um, 
But yeah, so that's kind of why sometimes I'm a little leery. And he's not the only YouTuber that does that. Um, not the only gay male that I've encountered in the virtual world or in my real world, you know, who, you know, can easily call a woman out of her name and it be acceptable, you know? Um, and like I said, I'm not talking about uh, someone who was born male but identifies as as female. I'm talking about you're born male, you identify as male, you are gay, but when you're speaking, whether you're upset or whatever, you're you're speaking to women, it's like you're calling them out their names and you're saying a lot of disrespectful terms that a heterosexual male would not be allowed to get away with. Is that okay? But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, so while I was kind of figuring out if I was going to unsubscribe from his channel or not, um, I end up, you know, like on YouTube, the homepage or your homepage, they'll have a bunch of different videos that they recommend or different channels they recommend for you based off of the history of videos you've been watching. And so, yes, I watch a lot of reviews on reality TV. So I saw one and it had Carly Red from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And I remember, I, I really don't watch this show anymore. I used to watch it all the time, but I'm like over the Love and Hip Hop. So I don't really, I think I gave New York, uh, the New York franchise, my attention this, this past season, but it's only because I'm a Joe Button fan. And so, um, and then if I had, I really realized he wasn't going to be a part of the show as much as I thought he was going to be, I probably wouldn't have paid any mind to them altogether. But like, I don't really mess with Miami. I don't mess with Atlanta. To me, the storylines are too contrived. They're too ridiculous. And once again, as I always refer to the shucking and jiving, I feel like it's a lot of black folk or people of color, you know, doing the most to make a dollar and I'm, I'm over it, right? So, um, but I noticed when I happened to watch a piece of it, maybe it was last Monday, that a majority of the cast of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and this really goes from all of the franchises, you know, if you ask me, um, they all have had plastic surgery procedures done. And I was just like, wow. Like, and now it's it's beyond just getting the uh the the fat transfer, the Brazilian butt lift fat transfer where you suck fat out your stomach and out your back and and put it in your butt, right? Now these these ladies are getting work done on their face. There are all types of fillers going on, fillers in the cheeks, fillers in the lips. It's like since when have people of color since when have black women felt the need to plump up their lips as if our lips are not naturally full to some degree, you know? I, I was just taken aback like, yo, this saddens my heart to see that my fellow black women who are on the TV screen feel that pressed to reconstruct their whole bodies, essentially, right? Because from earlier seasons, these women came on, first of all, most of these women came onto the scene probably 70% natural, 70 to 100% natural with their whole bodies. Years later, there's probably only 30% of them that's natural, right? And, and I'm trying my best not to judge those who are pro-plastic surgery and who feel like, 
If there's something that I don't like about my body, I should have the right to fix it. You're right. That is your right. I would be lying if I said that I um, am for plastic surgery. I feel like my issue with plastic surgery is it doesn't it doesn't address the emotional component or the psychological component that is going on. It only addresses the outer appearance, right? Which is why we see so many people becoming addicted to procedures because it, nothing is ever enough because they're not fixing or getting to the bottom of or addressing the matter at hand, which is the insecurity, which is the the lack of self-love and, and, and the lack of all those things, right? So fixing your exterior body is not going to fix anything emotionally or psychologically, mentally, internally going on with any of us. And just to see these women, particularly on the Love & Hip Hop franchise, who've been on TV for a year, two years, three years, five years, six years, however long these shows have been on, season after season after season, going back in, retweaking things, getting new things done. It's just like, and they don't realize that the beauty that they're chasing after to fill their to fill their self-esteem, whether that is I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my job because I look a certain way, or I'm gonna keep attracting these men and women because I look a certain way, you know, they don't realize that their beauty is lessening after each procedure. It's one thing to get a plastic surgery procedure and you're like, yo, even though I'm really not here for plastic surgery like that, like she looks amazing. Very few people, I feel, have that story. A majority of it is, is why did you even do that to yourself? You didn't even need to do that to yourself. You were far more beautiful before, you know? And it's just so sad because the psychological thinker in me recognizes that you're never going to be happy and you're going to keep getting procedures done because the issue is what's going on with you inside, you know? Um, and normally, if I'm being honest, plastic surgery has been a thing that over the years was always, oh, that's what white women do, right? Black women are in the game of getting plastic surgery like nobody's business. I realized how real it was and how the influence of what we're seeing on TV, whether it's reality TV or scripted shows, how it influences us everyday folk. When I worked with people in my last job who got legitimate procedures done, I worked with two, two coworkers that I was real cool with that both got the Brazilian butt lift fat transfers. One of them also had a boob job done and just to see the amount of pain that they were in, like to see the pain that they went through, how difficult and, and um, strenuous <laughs> the recovery process actually is, like to physically be working with someone and you're seeing this, you're seeing them walking gingerly as if they're in pain, you're seeing them, you know, they're telling you how the procedure went and what it is they have to go through and you know, nobody ever tells you when you get these Brazilian butt lifts, the many painful massages you have to go through to make sure that the fat is going where it needs to go. And to make sure that, that when, as you're healing, you're not getting these fat pockets and lumps and bumps, you know, um, in your stomach or in your butt. Like nobody tells you, you know, what it really looks like to recuperate. I just so happen to work with people 
who have gotten these procedures done where you're able to see like, yo, that shit is real. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see the Kardashians on TV, even though I personally don't think that their plastic surgery looks that great, especially their butts. Um, but like when you see, you know, a lot of these real housewives or when you see the ladies from the love and hip hop franchises, when you see them on TV, most people are like, Ooh, I want a butt like that. Ooh, I want my stomach snatched. But, but you're not seeing what they have to go through. It's very few of them that will be transparent and have that as part of their storyline in, in whatever show that they're in. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, you know, you just notice that they fell off the grid for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you see them back on TV for their show and like they looked nipped and tucked, right? Nobody's belly button is the size of a dime like these like these women are getting nipped and tucked and pulled and sucked and it's crazy but me working with three women because another woman I worked with what she got was a half tummy tuck and I'll never forget she came in days after her surgery and to pick up a check and she literally had the drains so I saw the 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 blood and all that other stuff draining from her stomach into like it was crazy, you know, um, and she was like, girl, I feel like I got hit by a Mack truck. Like the pain is nobody's business. Granted, she looks amazing. And what I respect about her is that she was always someone to work out. And she, she has, she must've had that procedure four years done four years ago. She still works out like a beast. So I, and she looks amazing. I give it to her. But at the end of the day, me visually seeing the blood coming into the from her body into those drains, I was like, yo, this is like crazy. Like, was it worth it? You know, and then the amount of money, like these women, I think all of them waited after, waited until they got their tax returns to put up the five grand, the seven grand, the four grand to get these procedures done. One of them flew to DR and had to stay out there for a week in their recovery house you know, and then when she came back to the States, you know, and came back to work, she said that she was found that her, she had the, uh, the Brazilian butt lift. She found that her ass was leaking, like the complications that can happen. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. One other young lady got it done in New Jersey and the other young lady who got the tummy tuck got hers done, I think in Manhattan. Like it's real. But for me, it just saddens my heart that my fellow women of color, my fellow black women, that we really, really are that unhappy with ourselves, you know, on the inside and on the outside, you know, that saddens my heart. And y'all know I'm a God-fearing woman, so I don't believe that God makes mistakes in how he makes us, you know what I'm saying? Which is why I'm really not like someone who is all there for plastic surgery. Everybody, you know, you do you. But as far as for me, that would be the last decision I make for myself unless, God forbid, I got into a bad car accident and needed reconstructive surgery or that's different. But like for me to just look in the mirror and say, I don't like my stomach, I'm gonna get lipo as opposed to actually putting in the work and working out and and trying to achieve whatever changes I need on my own or whatever healthy choices I need to make for myself instead of making those adjustments, me just wanting to run to get my body done. Like, that's just not my choice. You know, I respect Cardi B because she's always made it clear that she is all about 
um, she actually makes it clear that she regrets that she even got plastic surgery and that she normally had a level of healthy self-esteem as it pertained to her body prior to working in the strip clubs. And she said it was in her working at the strip clubs, seeing all the other girls getting plastic surgery and getting their butts blown up way bigger and seeing how much money they were making. That's what got made her, that's what influenced her to, to get it done. And, um, she's just like, you know, I regret doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I think after she had her baby, after she had her daughter, I think that she finally went in and, and, got nipped and tucked a little more and I think she corrected her her breast implants that she had gotten in DR years ago I think she got those redone and I think that she probably also um kind of made adjustments to her her Brazilian butt lift procedure because she had because actually she had gotten hers done illegally she just got like butt injections done illegally and I think this time around after having her child she got the legitimate procedure which is you know, the Brazilian butt lift. And um, I I don't know about y'all, when I tuned into the Kardashians for a hot minute the other day, I even noticed it looked like Chloe's butt got smaller. So like even the Kardashians who sensationalized this whole Brazilian butt lift thing, even though they have yet to admit any of it, <laughs> I think even they're trying to make their butts look smaller and more realistic because they were looking like ants. They were looking crazy. Like their butts were huge. Their thighs were skinny. They they still kind of look a hot mess, but you can tell that Chloe and Kim have tried to go in to, to probably get things more refined because they're, you know, it was that, that shit was looking crazy. <laughs> like, I don't even know how guys are into this. First of all, I've heard from dudes that women who don't have, I guess if you have your fat injected in your butt, it still feels normal. But the ones that got the, like the illegal injections or the ones that actually did get butt implants, like they said it doesn't feel good. You know, um, a lot of times they also say breast implants, they're great to look at, but they're not that fun to play with. They don't feel natural. They don't feel good, you know, um, and it's just crazy. It's crazy. I work with someone now who got her lips done and, you know, if you would ask me, she looked better prior to it, but it's her life, her body. She prefers, you know, um, how she looks with them, at least with the injections in your lips and the fillers and all that kind of stuff. That stuff is temporary. It'll go away. But just, and she's young. For me, just to see young girls in their 20s, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many people actually look in the mirror and feel good about what they see? Yes, as women and men, I'm sure we all have our natural insecurities, but I have to be honest. Like, when I look at myself in the mirror, pregnant and all, y'all, I'm seven months pregnant. But when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't feel like what I see is disgusting. Like, I, I ultimately naturally believe that I am a beautiful woman. You know what I'm saying? And I have my days where I may feel more bloated than others, you know, prior to pregnancy and being pregnant, my belly is growing, you know, as the days go on, but I still feel, I still feel good about myself. I'm not out here trying to, I'm like, I'm not thinking about, oh my gosh, as soon as I have this baby, I'm consulting with the doctor. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, as soon as I have this baby and the doctor clears me, 
I'm taking boxing lessons because I want to get in the best shape of my life. Like that's where my mind is at. You know, whatever revisions I want to make, I want to be able to say that I worked hard and accomplished getting my body to the point of being in the best shape of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wish that we would have the love for ourselves and the self-esteem, y'all, like the healthy sense of self. I wish we we really, as women, could get this because running to these plastic surgeons, man. And then when I watch a lot of these Real Housewives shows, you know, there's always one or two franchises who one of the husbands is a plastic surgeon. And when you see how these people are living and you're seeing the amount of money that they're clearly making, you know what I'm saying? It's like crazy. It's so crazy. We cannot beat father time. And I say that to say, I feel like a lot of women of a particular age, and even some of them are starting young with trying to like continue to have this fountain of youth. I'm sorry. We cannot beat father time. We cannot, we cannot change nature. I don't care how much we try to alter it and how much we're trying to stop age from happening. Age is going to happen. Like this is the circle of life. <laughs> You're born young, you grow older, and it gets to the point where we are all wrinkled and we do have gray hair and our boobs will sag to the floor. Like that is just a part of life. And I get it. Some people are like that. Yeah, that's fine and well and good, but I want to slow the process down as much as I can. But in you slowing down the process, like, I'm sorry, all these fillers, Jada Pinkett, for example, and I used to always believe that Jada Pinkett was one of the most naturally beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And when I started to see her face look like change and like look full in a, in a, in an unnatural way and her skin looks so tight, it doesn't even look, um, supple, like to me. She looks older than if she would have just let age naturally set in. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's a Hollywood thing. Maybe it's an entertainment business thing. But whatever procedures and fillers or whatever she's had done to her face, like, it's not good. Like, it it altered her beauty. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people are running to these plastic surgeons to hold on to their youth and to call themselves looking better and 70% of the time they're leaving these offices if in my opinion looking worse aging themselves further I don't care that you can say well she doesn't have any wrinkles yeah she doesn't have any wrinkles but whatever procedure or filler she got it still has aged her it looks unnatural you can tell that is not the natural bone structure of her face her face is not supposed to look like that you know what I'm saying and it's just so sad for me as a black woman to see a lot of my everyday black women and black women who are in the entertainment business doing these things to themselves. The love and hip hop franchises, those women, they're around my age. The most, some of them are, are in their probably early to mid forties, but they range from like their twenties to their mid forties. Like the things that I'm seeing these women do, it's like getting out of hand, <laughs> you know? So I'm like between all the fake ass hair, the asinine long nails, <laughs> you know, I love Cardi B, but her nails just look ridiculous to me. I'm, I, I think of all of the, the bacteria and the, the germs that are under those nails. Um, I digress, <laughs> but to, you know, all of the fake hair, the wigs, you know what I'm saying? 
way too much makeup that also ages you, right? You know, and I get it. People are like, you have to do your makeup differently when you're on camera. The way things translate on camera is different. But a lot of them are looking super aged. You know what I'm saying? Because it's too much makeup. I'm over this highlighter and bronzer and all this stuff. Like, why do you have highlighter on the tip of your nose looking like freaking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Just looking ridiculous. Like... If people did that for photo shoots, whatever. But I even had one of my girlfriends in real life. I saw her with this dot on her nose with all this um, highlighter. And it just looked, we're, we're freaking eating in a, an establishment like Fridays or, or Applebee's or something. Like, it just looked ridiculous in real life. Like, some of these trends, I feel like we jump on these trends and it just looks crazy in real life. It's not realistic for real life. <laughs> Um, but yeah, seeing all the weaves, the crazy nails, the wigs, the crazy color, hair colors, too much makeup. And then we have all of that on top of the plastic surgery, like the ridiculous, like nobody's bodies in real life look like this. Like this stuff just looks crazy. And we're just eating it up as the public, as the viewers, you know, and, and, and aspiring to look like and to be like. Like, no, <laughs> like what is going on? We cannot have our eyes wide shut, folks. Like this is craziness. In some ways, a part of me is like, you know what, Lord? As much as I wanted to have a baby girl, you know, and was hoping that, you know, the child that I'm carrying was a girl, I'm actually glad that it's a little boy because, ooh, and even with him, I'm gonna have to like, you know, my husband and I are going to have to make sure in raising him that he has a mind of his own and that he's not just groomed to just follow and emulate everything he sees on the TV screen and, and what he sees in the movie theaters and what he's seeing his friends doing. Like, this stuff is getting crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so crazy out here. I feel for my godchildren. I feel for my niece and nephews. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, of course, I'll feel for my son, but he's not quite here just yet. But, like, my, I think of my niece. My niece is 14 years old? 15. My niece is 15 years old. 14, 15 years old. Time is flying way too fast. I think she'll be 15 this year. Yes. And I, I, and I feel for her. Beautiful. Naturally has a great physique and shape. I'm like, thank God it doesn't look like she's going to have to battle with weight the way that most of us have had to battle with weight. You know, she's already 15 and has a very nice figure. I think she takes after, you know, my brother, all my brother's um, life for the most part. He was slim. He went away to the military. If you ask me, I know the conspiracy theorist in me. I feel like, you know, he had to go to, he did a year in Korea. He did a year in Iraq. And they were giving them all kinds of um, vitamins and, and and vaccinations. And I even feel like steroids um, as they were going to these different countries. And so whatever happened, I feel like almost genetically altered my brother's body or his cells or something. Because he now is like thickums, but he never was. He always took after my father. My father is like super slim, 6'5", my brother's like 6'3", and he was always super slim, like rock hard abs. Um, and so I think that my niece takes after more of those genes, uh, 
of my my dad and like my brother and so and her mom has like a awesome uh very shapely shape and so my niece almost has the best of both worlds where she's still slim but she has booty she has cute little hips she has boobies you know what i'm saying but she's she's still like slim with it um and i was like thank god she won't have to go through the plight of weight like most of us have had to around that age and after you know um but even then i'm always praying like lord please let her have a good concept of her herself please help her to have a great sense of self and healthy self-esteem please help her to not look in the mirror and hate what she sees you know what i'm saying help her to know that her black is beautiful and is awesome and her melanin is everything my niece has an amazing chocolatey rich complexion like help her to know that that is everything you know what i'm saying um because you know she has been cultured and grown up um if i'm being honest with a lot of white white girls which is fine but sometimes when you're constantly growing up with people who don't look like you um or who don't share that same culture in that way that could bring on other challenges in other ways too so i'm just hoping that she you know feels good about herself you know um and it's not going to look at what's going on in the world or what's always being seen on social media and on the tv screen and want to emulate to to be everything but what she naturally is you know what i'm saying as far as how she looks and um it just hurts my heart y'all it really 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 does and like i said i'm looking at women who are in my age box who are like doing all kinds of things to their bodies and like i said that's every person's choice you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day i hope that the root of whatever it is that's making them unhappy with themselves that they get to that root and spend time with that as opposed to throwing money at whatever the issue is to get that immediate um satisfaction you know um and 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 to now feel like now i feel like i'm good enough because this is how everybody else looks everybody has a big butt everybody has this particular unrealistic unnatural shape and everybody in the in the, in the business wears wigs and does this you know um and not that i'm a girl that was like i'm natural hear me roar when it comes to my hair but if i'm being honest i appreciate black women who wear their hair um wear more natural hairstyles whether even if you are adding other hair into your hair but it's more a texture that mirrors that of your own like I'm even now trying to think of the next hairstyle I'm going to do to my hair and a part of me wants to make sure that you know it is something that more or less mirrors what my natural texture of hair is like let's celebrate our hair texture as black women I'm not saying that everybody has to wear afro out here you know we all have different grades and textures of hair you know but let's celebrate that more why are we all so quick to want to well, let me not say all why are a lot of us so quick to want to have that european straight hair moment all the time you know what i'm saying or why are we so quick to want to have hair that has like so different from the hair that naturally grows from our head and i had to ask myself that as someone who was a weave queen for quite a few years you know what i'm saying um like 
Chanel, why do you always want to have some kind of ocean wave, Brazilian wave, Malaysian this? Like, why can't, if you are going to get a weave, okay, that's fine. But why can't you weave hair into your hair that's similar to your texture? You know, that's one thing I love about Solange. A lot of the weaves that Solange does, she goes to the natural hair spots um, and gets her weaves done because she's using hair that speaks to that of what grows from her head. You know what I'm saying? Do we see, and y'all, you know, what maybe what I'm asking and what I'm about to say is considered controversial, but are we seeing a lot of white women, Asian women, Indian women, um, Hispanic women buying hair? Like, do we see, excuse me, do we see them going to these hair places and getting kinky hair that would mirror that of an African American woman's hair and putting it in their hair? Do we see that or do we see them buying hair that is pretty much along the lines of the texture of hair that naturally grows from their head? I'll wait, you know, <laughs> like really think about that. Do we see women outside of the African-American culture buying and investing in hair and getting it weaved into their hair or getting a wig made for them to wear on a day-to-day, -day, I'm not talking about women in the in entertainment industry doing a, a photo shoot where they want to have this ethnic moment, right? I'm talking about women on their normal day-to-day. -day. Do we see them purchasing hair that is that of what African-American women's hair textures would be, right? Do we see them now buying a full wig, getting it customized with our texture hair? Or do we see them getting wigs and getting... Um, hair extensions, clip-ins, or whatever you want to call it, getting these types of different add-ons that are more mirroring the texture of their hair. I'm willing to bet we see them buying wigs and different weaves and things of that nature that mirror more of the texture growing out of their head, right? They're getting the silky stuff. They're, they're not, you're not seeing them buying kinky hair and putting it in their hair. So why is it that us as black women or women of color are constantly buying hair and getting wigs custom made that are all of the silky silky? Gotta ask ourselves that. Do we still have in our minds that beauty is still everything that's not black? Everything that's not of the black culture? Everything that doesn't look like a black, uh, uh, what a black woman would look like? And I've, I've had to ask myself that question, you know, um, which is why there was a bit of a deviation with me more so, you know, I was putting, you know, and I'm probably going to, that may be my next hairstyle again, you know, but wearing like the kinky twist and things of that nature. Like I love that hairstyle. A, it was very easy for me to install myself. B, <laughs> very cost effective. C, it mirrored the texture of my hair. D, I loved how I looked and felt with rocking that hairstyle, which is why I rocked it. I want to say I rocked that hairstyle for like six, seven months straight. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then probably I'm going back to it. So, um, like I had to ask myself those questions. Chanel, why are you investing in all this money? You know, um, investing all this money in, like I said, the Brazilian wavy, the Malaysian wave, the all kinds of hair that ain't my texture. 
to the point where my hairdresser would have to fry perm and fry the front of my hair just so it could somewhat blend. Like, why am I trying to fit in a mold of something that's not who I am? And I get it. Some people will be like, nah, Chanel, it's not even that deep. I just like to experiment with different looks. And I'm like, I hear you, but I beg to disagree. I think that it is that deep. I just think that we don't always want to go that deep and, and acknowledge and ask ourselves that hard question, you know? Um, so it hurts my heart when I see a lot of my, my people, my black women out here, you know, we're like really trying to alter the essence of what makes us who we are and the things that make us beautiful. We're, we're trying to alter, you know, how we look. Why don't we feel good about ourselves? You know? Why is it even if we did step into a profession like to being an exotic dancer or we stepped into the world of entertainment that we now, based off of whoever, the other women that we're seeing in this business, why are we now looking at ourselves and saying, damn, I'm not good enough. I'm not cute enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm, my body's not good enough. Like, why are we constantly always having to look at someone else to measure what the standard of beauty is? Why? Y'all help me understand. <laughs> help me understand. I respect the Gabrielle unions. You know, I, I don't, I can't say for sure, but as far as what meets my naked eye, she actually still seems like she is her natural self. It doesn't even look like the girl gets fillers. And I love that. I give it to the Gabrielle Union. Um, I even give it to Aisha Curry. You know, naturally beautiful. Still seems to be very natural. Has a husband who plays for the NBA. So we already know the level of temptation this man sees and faces on a normal day. Right? We can only imagine. And she's still natural. As far as what, the, you know, as far as what can meet the eye. For all I know, she could have a little light bulb, whatever. But, you know, I like when I see women who are owning that. I have to give it to Meg the Stallion. As far as what meets the eye, she also, too, still seems natural. You know? Um, so, yeah. You know? It's okay to have small breasts. <laughs> it's okay to have a somewhat of a, to have a flat ass. Like, that is okay. Like, do we all need to look the same? And let me say another thing, because I feel like there are a lot of us women out here that do a lot of this for the attention and the acceptance and validation of men, right? And so we feel like if we look a certain way, we're going to get the guy, we're going to keep the guy, we're going to live happily ever after. And I always say this to people, I don't care how much plastic surgery you got where your body looks crazy in a good way. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how much sex you give that man. If a man don't want to be with you, he ain't going to be with you. And we have to ask ourselves, some of the most beautiful women in the world, the ones we see in the entertainment industry, the Halle Berry's, gorgeous. Another one who seems to be a natural beauty. Might have had some fillers, Botox, who knows. But has she been able to keep a man? Has her standard and not necessarily saying it's her fault. No, but has, and she at one point was considered the standard of beauty. 
Did that help her to sustain a relationship, a healthy relationship? No. Beyonce is gorgeous. And I feel like whatever work she might have had done has been done very tastefully. Um, she still is recognizable. <laughs> gorgeous woman. Did that stop Jay-Z from stepping out, allegedly? You know? Um, like, it's crazy. Like... There are probably so many other women I can name right now, we all can name in the industry, where we're like, they're gorgeous. Why are they single? You know? Like, that stuff ain't gonna keep nobody. That stuff is not gonna keep anybody. When I look at uh, Tiny, and I love Tiny, um, who's with T.I. I love Tiny, I should say Tiny from Escape, because that's what we know her, that's what we know her as. Tiny from Escape. I love her personality. She's like a friend in my head to some degree. Like if I grew up in the South and grew up around her, like I'd be friends with her. I'd be cool with her. You know what I'm saying? She'd be a ride or die because she seems like she's loyal and she's a good friend. But some, and she was, she was gorgeous. I'll never forget in the escape, watching all those escape videos. My eyes used to always go right to tiny. I was like, yo, she's real pretty. Didn't know she was biracial or whatever. Not that that has anything to do anything, but didn't really know much about her. I was just like, she's really pretty, you know? And to see, even see what she's done to her body. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, ladies, what are we doing to ourselves? And I know, and I can imagine, you know, a part of my roots are Southern. My family's from South Carolina. My mom's side is from Barbados. My dad's side is from South Carolina. Uh, my dad's side, we are Gullah Geechee. I have a lot of rich heritage and roots in my blood, right? Um, so I can imagine if I grew up in the South, you know, the women are stacked a different way. You eat differently. For some reason, they're homegrown differently down there. I feel like in the South, everybody got a banging shape. <laughs> you know, everybody got a big booty. Everybody has you know, that similar thing. And I know once the wave of getting plastic surgery started happening in Hollywood, it shortly after started happening in Atlanta. Cause you know, that whole Georgia, Atlanta, particularly Atlanta, that part of Georgia is like the black Hollywood, right? So a lot of what is done in Hollywood, as far as procedures and, and looks and, and things of that nature, you know, it trickles down to Atlanta at some point. And I feel like a lot of people were getting procedures done. So I could only imagine, you know, some of the biggest strippers come from Atlanta. You know, I could imagine women probably feeling like, this is what I got to compete with. First of all, there's a high percentage of gay males down here, which already limits the pool of men for me. You know, then of course we have a high incarceration rate. So whatever's left, now I got to compete with all these other women who are stacked in a crazy way. Or if I want to get this job in this business, if I want to get on this reality show, then I got to look a certain way, you know? And it's just so sad. I don't think there's anybody. I think the only natural person on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta who didn't seem to have procedures done like that is Rashida. And I think Rashida's beautiful. I'm glad that there's at least one person who probably still has a majority of the body they were born with, right? Um, 
but it's crazy. And just to see it. And once I started seeing like really black women, so we're putting fillers in our lips too now. So, so now we're trying to keep, now we're trying to keep up and, and, and if there are any white folks that are on, that happen to be listening to this podcast, I don't mean this in an offensive way at all. That's my disclaimer. But if I'm keeping it real in my perspective, I feel that a lot of the plastic surgery procedures, as far as having a bigger butt, you know, with that small waist and being stacked a certain way and having fuller lips and a lot of the tanning procedures and, and, um, spray tanning and being on in tanning beds that a lot of white women do. I feel like a lot of the crazy thing is I feel like the standard of beauty that society is pumping is actually that of what a natural woman of color looks like, whether you're black or Latina, <laughs> if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest. So now when I see my fellow black women doing these procedures, even Latina women doing these procedures, it's like, no, ladies, crazy enough, society's actually saying the standard of beauty is us. So now why are we trying to be caricatures of ourselves, if that makes sense? You know, like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? So now we naturally have lips that are fuller, some more full than others. And so now we're trying to make our lips, we're trying to plump our lips to look like Kylie. Kylie was trying to look like us. <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so lost. I'm so lost. <laughs> well, let me, let me not go too far down the rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, those are just my thoughts on this Saturday, this lovely Saturday afternoon. I'm actually thinking before the sun goes down, I got another hour and a half. I may do a lap around my um, complex. You know, as a pregnant woman, I should be getting more walking in. Um, but I just wanted to share those few thoughts, y'all. Hopefully something stands out. Um, at the end of the day, I just want for us as not even just specifying it by culture, but I just want us as women, us as people, us as humans for us, before we're running to the plastic surgery office, <laughs> for us to look, take a good look at ourselves inside and figure out why we, why there are parts of ourselves that we don't love. Why when we look in the mirror, we don't love what we see. Do we really feel like nipping and tucking this and fixing that and changing this and plumping that and cutting this and filling that? Will that ultimately cure us on the inside? Will that make us love ourselves more or will it momentarily make us feel good about ourselves and then we're on to the next procedure because we're not really getting to the root of what the real issue is. I challenge us all to take that deep look inside ourselves. I said in an episode that I recorded yesterday, um, sometimes it's very easy when we see that father time is creeping up on us and age is creeping up on us. And us as women, we know we have we do have that loud biological clock. That clock starts to ring loud once you hit about a good 33. You know, when it comes to having kids, it's very easy for us now to just want to react out of fear and anxiety and make rash decisions so that we can get that partner and get that baby. But I always say that we should first look at ourselves. Let's look from within. Let's have that introspective moment and let's figure out 
what exactly it is that we still need to fill and fulfill within ourselves. I believe truly that all good things, all good energy, all blessings will come pouring into our lives when we are those whole individuals who love ourselves, who are steadily um, doing everything we can to continue to grow and to be better people. When we're able to really work through our issues, recognize what they are, that's when love comes into our lives. That's when um, maybe even children come into our lives. I feel even using myself as an example, you know, the whole baby topic was a very sensitive topic for me for years because I, I knew that I would know when it was time for me and my, as a woman, I knew that I would know when it was time for me to take that leap to try to, to, to work on getting pregnant, right? I knew that I would know within myself as a woman when it was time for me to become a mother. And I had to deal with a lot of just people trying to project onto me and make me feel like I was waiting too long or make me feel like I needed to be a mother prematurely than when I felt and knew I should be. Whether it was people who were close to me or people who weren't, whether they had the best of intentions or whether they didn't. And it was very frustrating and annoying, (laughs) you know, for me for years. I got married at 31. I had to hear this all the time up until I actually was with child at 36. That's a lot of years to always hear people in your mind, in your like just telling you when you need to have a baby or constantly asking you, when are you going to have a child? And for me, it, it was annoying because I was clear on knowing when that was going to, I'll know when that's the right time for me to do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it became a very, a very annoying thing. And I probably got snappy with a few people here and there over the years because it's like, enough is enough. Like, stay out of my ovaries, stay out of my uterus, like, leave me alone. This is a very, this is a journey that is a journey specific to each woman out here. You know what I'm saying? Um, you gotta be, you, you, you gotta like, gotta have your head in the game for this kind of stuff. And like I always say, me working in social work for 13 years and working at a job with people who lost their kids, right? I worked with a lot of moms whose kids were removed from their care, perhaps because they were having these babies prematurely, perhaps because they were putting themselves in positions to have children when they were not ready to have children. And I always saw it and I always said, I don't want to do that, right? Because none of us are above any kind of crazy decision. I always say we're all one bad choice away from something crazy and we're all one great choice away from something amazing like none of us are above it you know what I'm saying and I was just tired of being told or people insinuating how I needed to live my life especially with big life choices like children you know and um that's why I refuse to do that to the next woman I refuse, regardless of your age or whether you're married, you're not, I refuse to try to constantly badger and question and dictate when you're going to have kids. Because it's okay to not want to have a kid too. Like, that's okay too. You know? Sometimes I feel like we make it seem like that's not okay. 
Everybody is not meant to be a parent in this world. <laughs> you know? Um, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> but, you know, I... Either way, I had to have an introspective moment with myself. And I knew 2019 going into 2020. I'm also 2019, I knew. I knew in 2019, the end of 2018 going into 2019, I knew within myself, I was at a place where I was ready. And I remember halfway into 2019, having that conversation with my husband. Um, like, you know what? I'm finally at a place where... Okay, you wanna, if we want to make a baby, let's do it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then maybe three months later, I got pregnant. And so you'll know, I always feel like we have to look interest. We have to have that moment of looking within and asking ourselves the hard questions. You know what I'm saying? I believe in timing. I believe in divine timing. Even when no one else understands. And I think now, as I am blessed to safely carry this child full term and to safely have a, a great delivery, I think that the people in my world will be like, I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> I get why she waited all this time. Or I get why this was the time for them to have their child and to complete their family. You know what I'm saying? Um... And so I'm big on us, like I said, just asking ourselves those hard questions, taking a very great look at ourselves and figuring things out. Self-love, figuring out if we like what we see in the mirror and if we don't, why not? What can we do about it? You know, spending the time and energy. It's funny how we'll spend all this money on our outward appearance. I was spending hella money on weaves. My husband and I were cleaning out our storage room last week. When I tell you I found another bag of expensive hair I, to add to the, the three or four other bags of expensive hair I have in my closet upstairs, I was spending hundreds of dollars, $300 on bundles, you know, always buying clothes for a period of time in my life, spending all this money, money I probably didn't even really have to look a certain way, right? But how much money do we spend on the on our inner selves, right? Are we investing in our inner health? <laughs> do we invest in that as much as we do in our outward appearance? Are we are we willing to give up those copays to go to therapy depending on our our insurance? You know what I'm saying? Are we willing to eat healthy and and spend X amount of extra dollars in groceries to make sure we're, we're putting things in our body that are what they need to be? Or are we more so like, nope, I'm getting that mini, that petty, I'm getting that hair done, I'm getting lashes, and I'm, I'm here for lashes. Let's not get anything twisted. <laughs> I am here for individual lashes, have a great spot in Fairlawn, New Jersey that I used to go to, you know, but it's like, I'm guilty of it too, willing to spend all these this money because it all adds up in the end for everything on the outward. Are we investing in our inner health, our inner beauty? Are we? I'll stop here. Continue to rock out with your girl. Keep it safe out there during this crazy time. Um, I truly believe 
I want to say by June, we should be closer to norm, normal life than not. Um, but continue to stay safe out there. While you're on this quarantine, hey, check your girl out. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And as I always say, until next time.